Welcome to another Growth Masters Federal podcast on growing your business in the federal sector. Your host is Shirley Collier, president and founder of Scale to Market. Scale to Market helps businesses think, plan, collaborate, and prosper in the federal marketplace by developing and executing comprehensive data-driven business development playbooks. Hiring a business development professional is understandably a difficult, frightening, and mysterious challenge for most small business owners as they attempt to grow their company beyond the initial contract phase. Most owner managers are intimately familiar with their company's product offerings, service delivery skill sets, and existing customer base, but what salespeople do, how they do it, how they should be directed, managed, monitored, and compensated, and how to go about writing a job description, finding legitimate candidates, and the whole interview process is totally foreign territory to most. Today's podcast is a departure from the norm and that our guest for this discussion comes from within our own ranks. Roberto De Los Santos is a veteran of the armed forces, a veteran of the world of federal and private sector sales and business development, and is also the scale to market director of federal strategic partnerships. In this enlightening discussion, Roberto and Shirley discuss the BD professional and their work, what motivates them, what resources they need, how they fit into the organization, and some of the most common misconceptions business owners have about how to find, attract, manage, and integrate these critical members of the professional staff. And now here's your host, Shirley Collier, with her guest, Roberto De Los Santos. Enjoy the podcast. everyone, Shirley here. My guest today is Roberto De Los Santos. Roberto is an Army veteran who was a member of the prestigious Old Guard at Arlington National Cemetery and has a broad range of experience selling to federal agencies and delivering value through IT, engineering, security, and business consulting services. He has over 20 years of federal sales and capture management experience with large systems integrators, mid-sized companies, and small innovative businesses. Roberto is also our Director of Federal Strategic Partnerships here at scale to market Welcome, Roberto. Thank you, Shirley. It is a pleasure to be here. I only briefly introduced you, Roberto, so tell our audience a little bit more about your sales career. Well, Shirley, my BD career started soon after entering civilian life at a company called Electronic Data Systems, or EDS. I was fortunate to begin there, as EDS had a reputation as an organization that spared no expense in training its BD professionals and equipping them with proven practices and methodologies for selling in the federal marketplace. That sounds fabulous. So our topic today is about how federal salespeople think and act, (laughs) which a lot of people have been trying to figure out. So uh, several of the annual government contracting reports indicate that finding and keeping experienced sales executives is one of government contracting's biggest headaches. And, of course, with the tight labor market that we're experiencing, it is only getting worse. And I hear this consistently from the founders and senior executives of my small GovCon clients. So I hope that we can help our listening audience understand some of the dynamics of federal sales and specifically how federal 
salespeople tick. Excellent topic, Shirley. Hiring the right BD professional is one of the hardest hiring decisions a company will make. Unlike many of the technical positions companies are scrambling to fill, business developers rarely have industry standard certifications or licenses certifying their proficiency at closing business. Hiring managers typically rely on gut feeling or recognizing names dropped from the Rolodex to hiring decisions. Unfortunately, neither one in and of itself is an accurate indicator of success. I would agree with that. So what are those indicators of success that companies should look for in the hiring process? I would start with fluency in describing the federal procurement process, followed by an awareness of the major procurement vehicles and schedules, GSA-related perhaps, agency-specific, and the major government-wide acquisition contracts, or GWACs. One should also be fluent in federal social economic set-asides and how they can be leveraged to the firm's benefit. That would probably be a good place to start. I would agree, but let's explore this a little bit further. Talk about what is different about federal government sales versus commercial sales. Well, as most of your listeners know, unlike the commercial world, where procurement practices can vary wildly, the federal procurement process is a very structured and highly regulated one, governed by the compendium of regulations called the FAR. Knowing a prospective BD's understanding of the FAR is actually not a bad place to start getting an indication of his or her familiarity with the federal procurement world. When looking for a mid- to senior-level business developer, it is also important to measure their understanding of the federal budgeting process, awareness of key target agency initiatives, and how to navigate the organizational structure in order to connect with the right decision-makers and influencers. From a pipeline development perspective, I have seen organizations with opportunity tracking systems that range in complexity from a simple Excel spreadsheet to very robust CRM-based systems. Regardless of the tool, the prospective business developer should have an understanding of the evaluation factors used to qualify new business opportunities, thereby increasing an opportunity's win probability as it progresses in the qualification life cycle. For small businesses, I cannot overstate the importance of having a BD professional connecting regularly with the agency's small business advocacy representative in order to be plugged into outreach events, industry days, and to make connections with large business seeking small business partners. Finally, in order to maximize the business developer's contribution to the capture process, it is essential that a small business, federal business developer have a basic understanding of price-to-win strategies, win-theme development, competitive analysis, and teaming strategies. Now, you mentioned several things here that I think should be emphasized. First is the FAR. One provision of the FAR is how the government is allowed or encouraged to interact with the vendor community prior to the release of an RFP. In my experience, both government and industry misunderstand the extent to which they should communicate with one another prior to the RFP hitting the streets. 
So what has been your experience? My experience is that industry representatives tend to go into quiet mode too early and too often. As a rule of thumb, I seek guidance from the contracting office regarding interaction with program office representatives. The rules can vary from organization to organization. Yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's not consistent across the federal government. So, Roberto, you also mentioned the importance of documenting the pipeline, uh, either in a spreadsheet, if you're a little tiny company, or in a more sophisticated CRM. Why do you think this is important, and why do you think many salespeople hate to do this? Well, that's probably the easiest question you've asked so far. (laughs) (laughs) Good business developers want to be in front of people, not computers. Whether it's a face-to-face meeting with the client, an industry day event, or even introductory meetings with prospective team and partners, we much rather do that than enter data into a form. <laughs> Although I do recognize, of course, the need and value of tracking opportunities and updating the pipeline. It's just not one of our favorite things to do. <laughs> yeah, I dare say that probably no one really enjoys that part of the job, <laughs> of any job. So, Roberto, you also talked about reaching out to small business advocates. I hear many companies complain that the SADBU offices have no authority and are a waste of time. I apologize if any of the SADBU offices are listening. What is your advice for getting the most out of that relationship? As in all professional relationship development strategies, The key to success is understanding your counterpart's professional agenda. While I somewhat agree that many small business advocates do not necessarily add a ton of value in gaining meaningful insight into an opportunity or a buying organization, they can, and many times do, serve as a guide into future initiatives as well as an introduction to other members of the small business community. So it sounds like you just need to understand what their role is and don't expect them to do more than what they are really authorized to do. Yeah, and in many instances, I have found that small business advocates go beyond call of duty and making connections. It's just that, it, it, like in all organizations, it varies from place to place. Yeah. And uh, the key is understanding the value that that individual can add to your business development effort and leveraging that value. And once you find a good one, definitely develop a relationship with him or her. Correct. Roberto, you also mentioned that understanding price-to-win strategies, win-theme development, competitive analyses, and teaming strategies are also keys to success in federal BD. You know, this is really where the rubber meets the road, isn't it? Uh, Developing relationships is great, but at some point, an organization has to determine if an opportunity is worth pursuing. Explain these key functions of a good BD professional. Well, you know, most conversations have to have at least one sports analogy, and uh, so this is the one for this one. (laughs) Much like in the NFL, where most of the positions have become so specialized that a player is rarely called upon to play more than one, BD and capture have also become a composite of many different specialties. In my opinion, a BD professional should be versed enough in these specialties, such as competitive analysis, or price-to-win strategies, 
in order to ensure that the overall value proposition, which has become a specialty in and of itself, developed at the beginning of the pursuit, be apparent and compelling and present throughout the whole proposal. So what you're saying is that the BD person doesn't just stop at developing relationships, but they meld into capture and even inform the proposal process. Well, there's room for good people to disagree on this topic. My position, however, is that the best as developers take a holistic approach to the capture process, beginning at the, at the very front end of opportunity identification, understanding the organization, developing the relationships and an understanding of the opportunity, mapping those opportunities to the, to the offerings of the company, making sure that the client is aware of those capabilities, and then tying it all together in a compelling proposal. So, yeah, I do take a holistic approach to, to business development that includes a little piece of every single activity, the glue, if you will. It binds it all together into a winning proposal. And that in and of itself explains why federal business development is so hard, because it really is a complex sales cycle, much more complex than, in my opinion, anything in the commercial market. And uh, it usually takes years of experience to get really good at federal sales. Agreed. So, Roberto, we need to take a break so our moderators can catch their breath. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Today's discussion is brought to you by Scale to Market, and your host is Shirley Colliger. Utilizing the proprietary Davy Business Development Growth Framework, Scale to Market partners with business owners and executives to help their companies achieve profitable and sustainable growth in the federal marketplace. Email Shirley at scollier at scaletomarket.com to obtain your copy of the Davy Framework. Growthmasters Federal is a nationwide community of growth-oriented contractors, their owners and executive teams, and the professionals who support them. The mission is to share experiences and discuss timely topics on planning and executing the most effective growth strategies in the complex, highly regulated, but opportunity-rich federal marketplace. And now back to our podcast on the business development role and the people who perform this critical function, featuring Roberto De Los Santos, Director of Federal Strategic Partnerships for Scale to Market. Welcome back. So, Roberto, given this complexity that we've been talking about in federal sales and the long sales cycle, how should companies motivate and compensate federal sales representatives? Great question, and frankly, one that is not easily answered. Depending on the size of the business development organization and the maturity of its practices, the factors that need to be considered when evaluating a compensation package include size of the pipeline, size of an opportunity, type of solution being sold, etc. My 20-plus years of experience on this subject has been that if given the appropriate tools, sufficient sales support, and clearly understood attainable targets, the precise details of how one is paid becomes of secondary importance. 
Now, that is surprising to me. I hear senior executives say that sales compensation is the biggest, hardest hurdle to overcome. But what I hear you saying is that the company environment within which the salesperson operates is more important to good salespeople. Can you elaborate on that? Sure. While my earlier statement may appear paradoxical, it reflects the the BD compensation conundrum. In order to hire and retain effective BD professionals, the hiring organization needs to have the resources, tools, and processes in place, such as pipeline management, software, opportunity qualification, and gate review processes, available sales support and capture staff, and finally, of course, referenceable past performance. With these in place, reasonable people can reach agreement on the mutually acceptable comp model. Without them, the uncertainty of success creates the necessity of higher guaranteed income, meaning a higher salary. Okay, I'm not going to let you get off that easy, Roberto. (laughs) Our listening audience, which consists primarily of small businesses, really struggles with when to hire a BD professional and how much to compensate them. So what advice would you give to a small business CEO who is hiring their first BD professional in terms of how to attract and retain them? Okay, fair enough. The bigger question is what kind of business developer is really needed in a micro or small business? If we're talking about a business with a small executive staff and no dedicated BD group or process, I would expect that the skills and experience required to do the job would require a compensation package at par with the other senior management staff. Wow. I think that's probably very insightful. So how do we evaluate sales effectiveness when the government itself is notoriously unorganized, bureaucratic, and constantly changing? Ah, the perennial evaluation question. (laughs) Going into this discussion, I made the assumption that the BD hiring organization had invested in creating a short, medium, and long-term sales plan that would be used by the BD professional as a blueprint for planning and executing of the sales function. Without these plans, it is extremely difficult to measure progress and to take corrective measures when required. My suggestion is to actively engage the BD professional in the creation and ongoing evolution of these plans thereby ensuring that client-driven changes that impact the pipeline and sales strategies are incorporated as soon as possible. And I agree with that. As you know, Roberto, when we work with our clients, after we have developed what we call the BD playbook, it is much easier to measure progress and the contribution of individual team members and to make adjustments for the unexpected, which should be expected. (laughs) The unexpected is going to happen. Now let's talk about the other members of the BD team and their interconnections to sales reps. Many companies have capture folks, proposal managers and writers, and a range of marketing people, in addition to technical delivery staff if they're in IT or professional services. Each of these roles has a part to play in business development. What, in your opinion, are the traits and characteristics of sales reps who can play well with these other people? 
Another great question, and one I debate with my industry colleagues all the time. As I mentioned at the beginning of this discussion, I entered the BD world at EDS, an organization that had many specialized professionals involved in the BD and capture process. We had proposal managers, tech writers, contract specialists, risk evaluators, price-to-win experts, competitive analysis folks. There were even people who focused exclusively on past performance. The business developer in that environment was the glue and common denominator in that mix of very competent people that ensured that the value proposition created for the specific opportunity expresses itself wherever possible. I believe that today, more than ever, in a world of constrained resources, that type of business developer, the jack-of-all-trades, if you will, is a small business's best bet when entrusting your sales success to someone. And I would say that that person's very hard to find, especially in the tight labor market that we have in the greater Washington, D.C. area. Uh, do you have any words of wisdom regarding how to find this needle in a haystack, Roberto? <laughs> well, I would say perseverance. I would say uh, ensuring that uh, the, the topics that we covered earlier, as far as how to determine proficiency and the, and the skills required for success and making sure that all those boxes are checked, is, is truly the important activity to do here. Again, it's a tough hiring decision and one that typically takes many months to, to identify if there was a mistake and then many more months to, to correct. So uh, I, I hope that by sharing some of this insight that we've shared earlier, companies can get off on the right foot and make the correct hiring decision. Yeah, so, so there are people, there are good people out there. It's just a matter of uncovering them and then positioning them for success. Agreed. So what is the biggest mistake that you see companies make when hiring or attempting to retain good federal salespeople? the best question for last. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest mistake by far is the one of unrealistic expectations. The federal sales cycle can be rather lengthy. Consequently, building a truly qualified pipeline is a time-consuming, labor-intensive endeavor. BD leadership needs to factor that opportunity development time into the BD evaluation and incentive model in order to reap the rewards of an above-average win rate and a happy, motivated business developer. That mistake is followed closely, in my opinion, by unproductive management approaches. What I mean by that is that successful BD professionals are driven, motivated, and very independent thinkers and workers. While it is important for a business developer to work well within a diverse group of professionals, it is no less important to recognize and even encourage the -the out-of-the-box independent attitude in order to attract and retain good people. Yeah, I have seen that that is a a key to success, that there needs to be structure and rigor, but there also needs to be an opportunity to express independent thinking and to make contributions to the decision cycle. And to be proactive in the pursuit of new opportunities. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. The title of this episode is What Are Federal Salespeople Thinking? So exactly what are they thinking, Roberto? 
Well, I cannot presume to speak for all federal sales folks, but with over two decades in the field, I can state with a certain degree of confidence that is in all fields, business developers revel in success and the rewards that come with it. High compensation, recognition, and career advancement. I would strongly encourage all BD hiring managers to create a sales ecosystem using the elements that we discussed earlier that enables the execution of that sales mission. Roberto, thank you so much for your insights and advice today. I think they have been very helpful to our listening audience. Folks, if you would like to get in touch with Roberto, he can be reached at rdelosantos at scale2market.com. That's R-D-E-L-O-S-S-A-N-T-O-S at scale2market.com. Or you can visit our website, scale2market.com, and reach out to us from there. This is Shirley Collier, signing off for now. Thank you for joining us today. For more information on how to grow your business in the federal marketplace, visit our website at scale2market.com. That's scale2market.com. And subscribe to the Growth Masters Federal Channel on iTunes, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out our webinar series on the Scale to Market website. Join us again soon for another informative Growth Masters Federal podcast, and have a great day.